Good afternoon, everyone. This is Tad Founder again. Today, Mr. Inessas Valerio is going to talk to us about um, the Swedish activist that we all know, uh, Greta Thunberg, and a bit about languages. Good afternoon, Mr. Inessas. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone's doing great today. Uh, yeah, so let's jump in. All right, so Greta, Thun- Greta Thunberg, um, really impressive young woman. Uh, she's uh, 16, 16 years old, uh, climate change activist, incredible, and she just addressed the UN Summit the other day. Uh, while reviewing footage the other day, um, I, I had found there, there was a sentiment that, that really uh, jumped at me. Um, it, it was, I don't know which video it was, but there, there was this, this bit where she says that she's just a normal um, girl and she misses her sister and that really jumped at me. I remember being in in my uh, university in the U.S. and um, going to uh, protests regarding racial inequity uh, and the you know partially due to a lack of safe spaces for students of color and accommodations, which I, I think as a civil and human right people do deserve. Um, and there, there was a similar sentiment where students were there. There was this frustration that I think is kind of shared with uh, Greta and, and with young people or people who are experiencing um, this frustration where, you know, it should not be uh, my job as a young person, as, as a person who is not yet working, a person who should be spending time in school with friends, with family um, to to create this change. And and same for the for the students at, at the school where it was that they had to sacrifice their their education or the time that they could be spending studying uh, in order to create a better environment, not just for themselves but for the other people or other students of color, or other other women uh, in the school, and then that that's an extremely frustrating sentiment. It really makes me think, you know, uh, where where we talked a bit a lot about last week, where we're you know constantly tied into social media, or, or a couple of weeks ago, sorry, uh, we're tied into social media, and there's this kind of looming uh, end of the world uh, at us. But how frustrating that must be for our young people, or for you know, if I find it a bit frustrating as a you know person who's working now, right? Um, I can only imagine how how infuriating it is especially when you feel like you're not allowed to even have a vote as you know as a teenager as a young person um in many instances or you're often told to be quiet you know let the adults handle it uh but that's that's really frustrating you know i feel i i i just i remember being a kid and feeling like i wasn't being listened to or that you know that adults always knew better but you know, I think what we, we come to learn as adults is that, you know, really, we're still we're still in a way kids and we don't always know better. And we have to and we should take our young people seriously because they they, they have ideas and they have reasons to be upset. We often are so reactive to um, people's frustration where. So, you know, somebody's upset about something. Somebody does a protest. We're like, oh, why would they do that? They didn't handle it the right way. But we don't really question uh, why, you know, why they're, they're so frustrated in the first place. And the thing I really like about 
uh, activists and young people, um, as exemplified with Greta, Greta, is that she she explains it. She's able to have us understand, and we can't we can't ignore it, you know. Um, but yeah, it it is it's tough because imagine being a you know in our own lives we deal with so much, and so being a kid experiencing. All of these things on top of that, this looming kind of end of the world, this looming fear um, that you never asked for, you know, and to feel like it's not even you have no choice in what happens and that you're just going to you know that this responsibility of keeping the world safe is going to be yours. That's that's terrible. And, And it shouldn't be the responsibility of youth. It should be the responsibility of all of us. You know, young people or uh, people shouldn't have had to step up in the first place because we should have done it right. And obviously we're learn we're learning and and, you know, we have development and, and we learn as we develop. But, there, there, you know, there's been years and years of information available showing us that our actions are going to negatively impact the planet. And 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 most scientists around the world will say that we are negatively impacting the planet. So. It, it's it's just you know it's frustrating to hear it because we're just we're kind of engaging in this lunacy here where we're just like we're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, um, when we should be doing the thing that we know or the things that we know are better, healthier for the environment. You know, it's it's super frustrating. Yeah, but uh, what are your thoughts on that, Taft founder? Um, okay, well, I don't know. You've said a lot of things. Um, yeah, I, just, I went on a bit of a uh, rant there because it was, you know, I, I <laughs> as I was expressing it, I kind of got frustrated because I was like, "Yeah, that that does stink," and you know, I didn't really uh, plan for it to to go in that way, but you know, you could kind of hear my frustration uh, during that that you know explanation of the topic today and uh, regarding Greta. Um. Yeah, I think. Obviously, it's very unfair for us to put that kind of pressure. And I mean, I mean, all of us from people high up there in position and power and age and rite of passage to just people who have lived a bit longer and kind of understand what's going on a lot more. I've realized that kids that I teach or I work with are teaching me things that no one else can actually teach me because they are a new generation, a force to be reckoned with, and we have to start learning to listen to them. I mean, look at how Greta had to stand up in front of the United Nations, where she maybe doesn't even really care about the whole, this is a president, this is an excellency, this is a person who has this position and power that you know, we understand, but she's just like, I don't care who you are. All I know is you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And that's why we might be screwed in the future. And I have so much respect for her because to have that courage and to have that power in a person and a personality. And I don't want to say she's only 16 because we, I don't want to relate her activism and her power and her influence as a person to just her age but imagine what she can do in 16 more years and imagine what every 16 year old who's listening to her who's older maybe or younger when they see that someone else is doing something like that they will follow because they're going to be realizing that they feel the same but maybe they don't have the same voice that she has or they don't have the same kind of courage maybe or they didn't have it at that time but now they found it in them and in, in who they are yeah yeah 
and, and I think in that, you know, I kind of stated a bit uh, where where she she does represent the you know the as she said she is a normal girl she's a norm or a normal young she's a young woman but you know uh, she started when she was super young and she was just you know in her 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 ways of resisting going in i believe it was in front of parliament just kind of uh, out of frustration just every friday and that that started you know inspiring other people older people you know and we can we can learn something from her and and then on top of that you know she has all the uh, imagine all the things you, you went through at 16 or that that if our younger listeners are here and if uh, also by any chance if any younger listeners do want to come on we would love to have younger voices or really any range of voice whether you're six years old or 80 years old we want you know you to come on and help us educate or help us to be educated as well um because your voice does matter and we we do want to hear what you have to say and what your view is because you might see something that we don't see and i think that's exactly uh what happened you know you had a young person um who you know inspired inspired other people but was frustrated really and that 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 that's powerful but it it can i can't even imagine like doing all that 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 stuff and going through all the things that a, a, a you know a normal teenager goes through and and then and that must add even more frustration and pressure to kind of uh, go through that and then still, you know, I want to see, I, I, I imagine taking for all the things we take for granted, wanting to spend time with our siblings, wanting to, to have the, the, the time to play, to, you know, uh, you know, go participate in school clubs, do different things that, that young people do. I mean, I, I remember being a, a frustrated 16 year old and that, you know, on, on top of that feeling a bit hopeless at the time. And I can't even imagine now adding social media on it where we're constantly socially aware, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not that much older than 16. I'm a you know relatively young person in my 20s. But, you know, you, even within the last five years, social media has just picked up all these these pressures have, have added. And so uh, I think it says so much about what our young people or what so many young people like Greta are doing is, is you know making the sacrifice that a lot of older people i think in ways are too scared to to take uh i think that's what it comes down to and so you know there's something that we can really learn from from that example and i and, you know we would love to hear more again from young people and what they they feel about it because we're just you know a couple of old geezers uh, kind of looking in you know yeah um, and we also have someone brought to my attention. I don't actually remember who it was, but I didn't know about Autumn Pelletier is a Canadian, a native Canadian yeah. water activist where she was, she started at eight years old. And I'm thinking this generation, like I'm repeating this, they are forced to be reckoned with because at I don't remember, I don't remember yeah. what I was doing at eight, but I definitely did not realize what yeah. was going on in my environment. But that is the power of social media, yeah. like you mentioned. Or, or that, just, just the, the, the culture around you, the people, yeah. if the people really around you take you seriously and, and, and express this message of, of, you know, that you have power or that you have say and or, or that that this issue matters to us. And it is something that you can get involved with. When you are eight years old, you know, 
or whatever age, you know, because again, we're, I think we're fed this kind of a bit of a hopelessness, you know, it's just a system, believe in the system, do this, you know, follow and good things will happen. But you know, the fact is, good things don't happen when you just follow and you have to be critical of the environment you're in, whether you're eight years old or 80 years old. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, like you've mentioned, obviously, social media is a huge contribute it contributes a lot to how people see the world and see what's going on because yeah it's actually really connecting people because before we only maybe had tvs and then we listened to what someone had to say in their own opinion what they were filtered or told to say but now i can be like i can see someone who has their own voice or has their own account or has their own page saying something and i know it's them writing it so it's good to know that I know that they're the ones seeing it because it's coming directly from them and it's not going through any kind of filter system. So I don't know how, I mean, also imagine that English is not her native language. I don't know about Autumn Peltier, maybe she has another native language in Canada that she like speaks at home, but English is a language that she's familiar with. But imagine someone like Greta, like you've mentioned, she left her home and her language, and she's speaking to us in our international language. So when someone's listening to her and going, she's making sense, I'm respecting her. Imagine how hard it is already for someone to have to express that kind of maybe pain and rage and kind of frustration with society in a language that's not hers. It takes a really brave person to stand up in front of people who could intimidate you, but you don't allow them to intimidate you. And then to speak in a language that is not your own language of comfort. Right. Yeah. And and, and not uh, to second the the sentiment. She's 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 walking the walk. She she is really uh, incredible. She she. I think I think it's it's just uh, amazing um, to hear her story when it is. And I obviously I think a lot of our viewers know who she is in that way and whatnot but just thinking about the fact that she stopped entirely using and convinced her her parents at a very young age to entirely um stop uh you know eating meat and to stop using airplanes uh that is is incredible and while some people might say oh that's a bit of a sacrifice to go across a country uh in a train or to uh, go to an entirely different continent by boat it, it it says a lot about her determination, her you know ability to to do that, and then, and it says a lot about the people who believe in her as well to have helped this young person and to really believe in what she's she's about. I think that that's incredible. Um, so, um, do you think like maybe modern day challenges are possibly stripping adolescents of their childhood in the sense of now it's a rite of passage to have to stand up because maybe people like Greta are seeing that no one else is doing something that should be done? Well, I, I, to be honest, I don't think this is this is the the so new because we see this happen all the time, and it's often you know, young people and. And uh, the marginalized or the people who are being affected and know that they're going to be affected by a problem. Um, so in a way, yes, I think it does strip pe- um, people of uh, or young young people, especially of their childhood or things that um, that I would think that people deserve. You know, I think that all children do deserve to play, deserve to have a healthy environment, deserve to um, be educated. Uh, and and I, I think that that does get taken away because they're stepping up. 
However, I don't think um, it's necessarily a new challenge that young people face. I think it's it's a thing that people who are marginalized or people who are dealing with a problem have to deal with. And it's unfortunate that it's not us as an entire society who just steps up and says, oh, wow, there's an injustice happening, right? I think it's that the young people have to bring it or the people who are fighting for their cause have to bring it into attention um, so that people do react. And a lot of times, too, the the thing about it is not that um, especially when it does come to movements, people don't necessarily change their opinion so much. Or some some people do, right? Some people are inspired and say, okay, I'm going to change my ways. But the way movements are, they're, they are not necessarily based off of the change, entirely changing the public opinion of everyone. I think that that's a part of, of inspiring people and changing some people's opinion. But really, um, in some ways that, 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 you know, going in and taking it and making it a priority, you know, whether that's economically, whether that that is boycotting, whether that's that's creating um, public um, disruption. Um, and, and, and you see that manifest in different you know, uh, movements. Um, those kind of things uh, kind of take place so, so that we do create change. So it's not just a matter of, of inspiring and, and change, but it's really stepping up and, and create, again, creating those sacrifices um, that, you know, might potentially put people or put uh, protesters might potentially put themselves in danger or might do that. And it's really, we, we see now, and I think people are particularly moved by that because we're seeing it not just affecting adults, but really the face of this movement is a young person, as a, as a teenager. So I think that that's particularly powerful for us because even, even for those who might disagree or might think she's just being ideal, um, I think it says a lot and you can't really, I, I don't know what you can really argue um, against with that. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, what are your thoughts also on the fact that we live in a society where people of a certain age are not allowed to vote, to own property, mm. to do this, to do that, because that's what the system says? Mm. But then we're expecting so much from them because... Mm. It's their turn maybe to do something like be a climate activist, be a water activist, stand up for your community, start doing activities in your community to better the community. Yeah, I think if, if you know, it, it, it's super frustrating because, again, like you, kids are stepping up or young people are stepping up, right? And where... Yeah, you know, they're expected to be the ones to inherit all this. And so when they actually start and make, a, you know, make us adults feel uncomfortable for what we've been doing and for them demanding, demanding it, you know, I think it is just then, you know, to say that, you know, that we, we have to take them seriously. We have to if, if they're the ones actually creating and instilling change in our society, um, then they deserve a part at the table. You know, we, you know. And, and and I we we see young people making their seat or making a space for themselves, not not by the way of adults. Some adults might be inspired, but it they are making their way at the table and letting it be known that they they, they need that at the very least. You know, I don't know if we can necessarily change that we have these structures in place, right? 
because I think it, 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 to, to get any one thing done, it takes years and years and years or it takes, you know, extreme things to happen or um, in terms of, you know, just, for example, getting climate change done, um, you know, that in and of itself is a process. So I, I, I hope that we can create a society where those who step up, those who speak and those who, you know, I, I think we get to a society where people, you know, who are contributing, you know, deserve it. Or, or no, 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 actually, I don't, I, I'm going to backtrack on that, that language. I don't like to really use that too much about contributions because who are we to kind of evaluate what people are contributing if they're not contributing in a way that I particularly like, right? However, I think for youth, um, we do have to, nonetheless, at the very least, what we can do is take them seriously. I hope that that was not too much of a complicated answer. I think that got a bit diluted in my, you know, cluster thoughts on the matter. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then now just like speaking about frustrated adolescents and the reason for their frustration yeah. is that we can all, I think every single person can go back to a time in their life when they were younger where they had something they had to say, but they had, they got shut down by an adult or an adult wasn't listening to them because they are a child or because they are an yeah. adolescent. So, um, how do you think this has to change? And do you see this as honestly a generational problem or more of a systematic problem or more of a people of this region are more in this kind of situation or problem? Because I think that it's actually a generational problem that it gets yeah. passed on, like it trickles down yeah, from one person to the next. And then, yeah. yeah. I, th I think it's, it's kind of to answer part of it um, from my understanding of the question. I think I think um, it's partially a systematic thing, but I think I think I guess through gener generational um, experiences, that is a bit still kind of a function of our, you know, society kind of trickling down. Um, but hmm, I think I need a moment to to kind of think on that. But. Um, just just it's coming to your mm. mind because it's mm. it's a sincere question coming from my mm. mind based yeah. on what you said before but all you got to do is just simplify i know being yeah. a sociologist yeah, is yeah, not yeah, easy no, because yeah, absolutely not. you end up thinking and yeah i think I, I think so much uh, i guess in a way that um just put yourself in this situation yeah. of how you might have felt at yeah. a situation oh, where yeah. someone made you oh, yeah. feel like I, you're just an adolescent. Yeah, that you know what I uh, um I think back to you know, kind of where and I love my mother dearly, crowd. So, um, but I remember being uh, a young young man and um, saying you know just realizing that as awesome and as insightful and as wise as my mother who is a listener um is <laughs> um that you know what the older generation or or my mother's generation is not always right um and 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 having to deal with that and having to kind of rationalize that um and i think a part of it comes from maybe wanting for some adults right and, and kind of this enforcement of you know you stay in your place, kid, is really, I think a lot of it comes from a place of fear um, for, you know, that, that they could potentially get harmed. But the problem is, is when 
not allowing children to have a voice is actually what harms them. And and in this example of uh, climate change, uh, you could you could literally see that. Like if we don't let hear what these kids are saying or we hear what people are saying about this problem and not allowing them to create this change, because clearly somebody is not making change here. Um, it's going to negatively impact us, but I think we're, we we get so so tied into this kind of structural thing where it's like I'm an adult and I know best, or I'm a company and I know best, or I'm in power and I know what's best. Uh, you kind of get removed from the life experiences of the people, and just as a parent might be removed from the life experiences of their own children, right? The, uh, I think that we can kind of see a lot of these factors kind of tying together. I hope that made sense. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, how do you think, I mean, just on your own personal thoughts and note, and also maybe being a sociologist, how do you think we can break this vicious cycle of generational right of power in the sense that, yeah, it's really important to start listening to, yeah. I'm teaching myself to start listening to my younger yeah. ones and also to maybe people who I work with who are younger than I am because I'm teaching them a language or working in health. It's important for me to just, if they have something to say, I have to listen. So what is your opinion as one person? Yeah. And many people who are yeah. listening might have their own opinions, yeah. but what is your opinion? So uh, in a way, yeah, we mentioned just listening and then actually, uh, you know, not listening to react, but listening to, to Listen, yeah. understand, you know, and, and, and going forward, just considering, and this is not going to be, I, I mean, I guess it is sociological, but in a way, um, considering empathy and considering somebody else's humanity at the end of the day and why, and really trying to ask yourself whether or not you like what somebody else says. Um, when you are listening, why are they saying it? Not just what they're saying and trying to deconstruct it, but why is somebody saying something and why do they feel so compelled and moved to do something? I think that and and, and not just putting yourself in their shoes, but understanding why somebody is doing something in their own shoes, I think that go that goes a pretty long way uh, and i don't know if that necessarily solves it because we're always experiencing life from our own perspective but when there is a voice of people you know speaking on something or, or a collective of people i mean to say a collective voice um i think we we whether or not we agree we have to take it take it seriously uh take what people say seriously and not just dismiss it as this person's a kid because kids are creative. They have so many things to say and, and they understand things maybe in a way that you don't because they have a perspective yeah. that is different. And, and, and again, with, like, we could see that with social media. They, they, they know social media so much better than a lot of older adults. Um, and, and I think just, just the way we interact is shifting even within the last 10 years. So they probably have more understanding and actual experience on these matters. Uh, so we got to we gotta listen to them and update our ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, they absorb a lot, obviously, yeah. like you said, because they are learning not just from their environment and their family, but from other people and 
other walks of life and other parts of the world. So definitely um, paying attention, like you've mentioned, to adolescents and the younger ones and listening to them is obviously very important. And, and also, I think in a way, maybe getting in touch with your inner child. I think I know that might be maybe we can do a podcast on that because I think that's actually a really fun subject. But I think as adults, we often kind of take ourselves so um, so seriously or so we we get so caught up in our status as an adult and maybe in a way and this is my theory on it is that all adults are really just little kids or just kids who've been told that they were wrong their whole life and are so excited to tell other people that they're wrong because they've been told their whole life that they were wrong so it just kind of i guess it creates that kind of vicious cycle and i don't i don't think it's really that simple but i think it kind of is a paraphrased way to kind of look at it where you know, I'm now here and I've worked hard to get where I get and this, this and this and you have no value because you don't have the status to tell me so. When, however, they, you know, we, we have to appreciate the, how different times are and how different every person's experience is. So we should really start listening. Yeah. All right. Um, and we would just like everyone to know that they can contact us with questions in the future because I've realized from a few people that it's important to give listeners no matter where they are a platform where they can contact us and just kind of like maybe give us a question that they need an answer for or actually also maybe just give an input for something from something they've learned from their own experiences so that we also learn from them um and that is uh the North American Association of Private uh, Teachers or Professors, Asociación Norteamericana de Profesores Particulares in Malaga. Um, and that's where Mr. Anastas is heading that part of my foundation and association. Um, so that is um, A-N-A-P-M dot E-S. Um, I believe that I've already placed a link on all of the present apps that people can listen to from Spotify to Google to whatnot. So please let us know what your questions are and yeah, express yourself and we will try our best. Mr. Anastas will try his best also yeah. to get back to you. And if not, yeah. one of us can also write you. And we would just like everyone else to know that Miss um, Karima Shuhu in TAF Environment and Climate Change is also um, going to start a blog in Spanish and French for those who are a bit more native to those languages so that they can read a bit more about the information that she gathers on climate change and stuff. Yeah. And so to, to shift our next subject, uh, uh, we're going to go into languages. Uh, this is something that we're very passionate about. Um, well, actually, I just got to notice that we're going to move that into our next week's segment. So be excited, folks, and we will uh, talk to you soon. I hope that you all have a wonderful day and that you gain something from this. Uh, have a good one and stay golden. Yeah, everyone have a nice um, afternoon, morning, evening, wherever you might be. Um, and we will just get on with the languages for the next podcast as Mr. Anastas will present to us. Thank you, everyone.